Hello and welcome to the Remarkable CEO Podcast, a show dedicated to chiropractors who want to transform their job into a business so that they can have a remarkable practice as part of a remarkable life, not instead of one. With your hosts, Dr. Pete Camiolo and Dr. Stephen Franson. Welcome back to another episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. I'm Dr. Pete Camiolo. And I'm Dr. Stephen Franson. And we love spending every week with you. I don't know what day of the week this is for you that you are listening to this, but I know every Tuesday, Doc, it's in my schedule to listen to our podcast. I love taking this podcast in and I'm just thrilled that so many of you have been tuning in and listening and we've been loving the feedback that we've been getting on this series, specifically the Insider's Guide to the associate doctor relationships. We've just seen that across the, really the landscape of our profession, but definitely doc, doctors that we get to talk to. There's just a huge appetite for this. We've had an incredible response, Dr. Steven, uh, to the subject matter. So we are in a series, uh, which I originally was, we in our mind, a three-part series. And as we were preparing, we said, there's just too much to, to cover. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to make a four part series. So it's like it's like uh, you know producers of movies. You get to say, hey, we're gonna do the Matrix three. That's last. No, we're gonna do the fourth one. 10, 20 years later, <laughs> let's throw a fourth one in there, right? So you know the beautiful thing about being on the creative side for us, Doc, we get to decide what we're gonna do. So we're gonna go part three today in, in this series. And if you hadn't tuned into the previous two parts of this series and the insider's guide to the associate doctor relationship. In part one, we talked about the person. It's really a series about talent. Uh, and we talked about getting the, the right person. And, and then in part two, we talked about, you know, the remarkable associate and really what that looks like, kind of finding that great, you know, associate and how to approach them and vetting the opportunities and things to look for in the job opportunity in this episode. So if you hadn't listened to those, I encourage you to go back, listen to those episodes in this episode, we're going to dig into two big parts of this whole process of, you know, this insider's guide to the associate doctor relationship. Number one is the resume. And number two is how to crush an interview. Dr. Steven, this is just so, so deep and so rich. We're about to get into. Yeah. Dr. Pete, I, you know, just listening to that as a CEO, I might've, my instincts might've been like, you know, what the heck does that have to do with being a CEO? Why do I need to know how to write a resume as an associate doctor or how to crush an interview as an associate doctor? I want to make sure that you don't miss the spirit of this series. Okay. So listen up. Okay. So I want to make sure everybody gets this so you don't miss what we're doing. Right. So when we say the insider's guide, this is literally like giving you a peek behind the curtain, how we prepare the associate doctor, or what we call the talent for a successful associate doctor relationship. Because remember, we're, we're matchmaking here, right? So I know you guys are very familiar with the Cairo matchmakers model, right? So what you have to understand is we are literally matchmaking here, right? So we're talking to both sides of the equation and it gives you an awesome perspective as an owner to know how we're preparing and what we're teaching and telling the talent, right? So the owner is the, the, the doctor who is hiring the associate doctor and the associate doctor is the talent that's being hired. This is a matchmaking process. So there's, a, you know, let's, let's lay down some groundwork here so that everybody knows how to consume this information as a CEO, right? And you know what, if you're a potential associate doctor and you're listening in, man, pull up a chair, right? So yeah. you're, you're going to love you. this because you're going to get to hear how we're preparing the owners who might be interviewing you, considering you, hiring you, leading you, right? So this is a conversation for all of us, right? So 
you know, you know, before we jumped on here, Pete, we're just going back and forth on a couple of things. So I just want to put a framework in place. And, and you know, I, I'm going to go back to that. So, so that relationship story that we start, we talked about marriage counseling, you know, premarital counseling. We talked about like hooking somebody up on a blind date, whatever. I just want to double down on that one right there, because it's really exactly how I feel this conversation is going to go. Right. So Ultimately, what we want to do is we want to facilitate a successful relationship, right? Mm -hmm. And a successful associate doctor relationship is wicked hard to do. And the criteria is it has to be a win-win-win or no deal. It has to be a win-win-win or no deal. There is no option. It's either win-win-win or lose-lose-lose. There's nothing in between. I want to make sure everybody hears that. There's no like win-win-lose. There's no win-lose-lose. There's no lose-win-win. There's no other combination. It's win-win-win or lose-lose-lose, right? So it's a win for the owner who hires the right associate. It's a win for the associate, the talent that gets the right opportunity. It's a win for the team that they work with. It's a win for the patients that they work on. It's a win for the community. It's a win for chiropractic, right? That's the win-win-win. When you get this right, when the lock fits the key and opens the door into the right room, it's a win-win-win. When you get this wrong, it's awful. It's bad for the owner. It's bad for the talent. It's bad for the patients. It's bad for the team. It's bad yeah. for chiropractic. So that's why we're so committed to getting this right. Dr. Pete, we use the analogy of, man, if you had two people in your life that you knew and loved and you wanted to bring them together, right? So let's say it's a, another romantic reference, right? So it's like, yep. all right, so you and I spoke about a person who we love in our life, right? We know her, we know her core values, we know her vision story for life. We also know her standards, right? We know, you know what she's expecting from a partner in life. And if we had met somebody else or we knew somebody else in our life, we're like, we know this person as well. And we wanna bring these two awesome people together. If you were trying to matchmake, if you're trying to hook people up, like set them up, you know what would happen. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you would pull yeah. this person aside and be like, okay, Mayor, this is Michael. You know, I'm going to introduce him. This is what he's all about. This, this, you know, I'm vouching for him and telling you that you guys share core values. You share vision story. I think this, this is a relationship you should explore. And then you'd go over to Michael and you'd be like, dude, bro don't screw this up, <laughs> you know, yep. be your authentic self. I'm going to introduce you to this person and she's wonderful. You, this, you guys share core values, just share vision story. It's like, just bring your A game, man. She's going to love you, right? So this is my, you know, my, in my mind, this metaphor works perfectly for getting this relationship right. It's a preparation that you're doing as a facilitator and you have aligned objectives, you want these two wonderful people to come together and one plus one will equal 11 with the yep. right relationship. And if you were a friend who understood that, you would make sure that they didn't get together if you didn't think it was the right relationship, right? So Dr. Yep. Pete, we have a big job here and that's why we've dedicated four you know, episodes in our podcast to get this very tricky relationship right. Yeah. And, and going with that analogy and, and what makes it really, you know, hit home is that you're the, you're the Michael in the relationship. So you're, you're the one who's, you know, hooking up with this person and, and potentially considering building a life together. And I, I love this analogy because I know my wife and I are notorious for trying to connect people totally. with other people. We, uh, yeah, we've totally. been doing that for, <laughs> for a long time because we got married early and then our friends weren't there. So then it was like our job to try to help hook other people up. So anyway, um, you know, I totally get that. And so what, you know, what you're always thinking about is a lot of it is, hey, where did this, where did this person come from? Actually, 
where did they come from? You know their history because, you know, like you said, talk about yesterday's weather, the best predictor, you know, tomorrow's weather, yesterday's. This idea that you know somebody. So, you know, Dr. Steven, I'll be honest. When I think about resume, I, I never really gave it that much weight. I'm just being honest with you. I always like, you know what? People can put whatever they want in the resume. When I meet them in an interview, that's when we're going to find out what's, who this person really is. Right. But I think this is an and conversation, not an or conversation. I love that we're having this conversation because as a CEO, having interviewed lots of people, hired many people, myself, I actually probably had the wrong impression of the uh, resume because I, it didn't really carry the value that I think we're going to present today. And so for CEOs, I want you to tune in and listen in right now because every bit of this matters. And I know probably some of you are like, Dr. P, I think the exact opposite. I, I comb through that resume and I'm like, if they spelt one word wrong, I'm like, they're out because they can't be putting soap notes in and screwing it up. We're going to get you know a, a lawsuit on our hands. No. So some of you are maybe more like that. And I'm more just like big picture, like, you know, so at the end of the day, Doc, this is, this is an and conversation. So two parts, we're going to talk about two massive things. Number one, the resume. And number two is the interview. Here's a few words from our podcast sponsors. We're grateful for their support of the show. Cairo Matchmakers will help you find the right person for the job. If you're looking to hire the ideal chiropractic assistant, Cairo Matchmakers will help you find the specific person missing from your team so that you can get back to using your talents to serve more people. Or if you're looking to hire the ideal associate doctor, CMM can help. Cairo Matchmakers helps chiropractors like you find the ideal associate doctor to unlock your practice potential and get you the freedom that you desire. To learn more, go to chiromatchmakers.com. And now let's jump right back into our conversation. Dr. Steven, so talking about the resume, so when you talk about matchmaking or that right key, we talked about the key in the lock. I like to start there, the key yep. in the lock analogy. I love okay. that analogy. So I think you could, you could listen to this next one minute and get the spirit of this entire four episode series, right? So, but I don't want to discredit listening through all the details of it because you want to see where this premise lives out, right? So the win-win-win means that there's an owner who has a vision story of what success looks like and what's the next iteration of their business. There's an owner who has a vision of exactly what they're trying to accomplish, what does success look like? And what do I need an associate doctor to be able to do to come alongside me or to fill a role, specific role to achieve that end, to get that outcome? Like, what are you trying to accomplish as an owner? There needs to be an acute awareness of that. On the flip side of that, there needs to be a talent, a, an associate doctor that has a level of self-awareness who they also have a vision story of success. Like they know what success looks like to them and they vision story should be an expression of their core values, right? So just like the owner has a vision story, that's an expression of the core values of the business, right? So the, there's a level of awareness that both need to have as they show up. If, if you're the talent showing up, you've got to know who you are, how you're hardwired, what you're trying to accomplish, what does success look like? And what does that role look like if you were reading a job description, right? So you have to know, it's like, I've got to be able to recognize by reading, for example, an ad for a position in chiropractic, like listen to the description, watch what that role is being described as, 
and say, man, that sounds exactly like the person I am, right? So the person that's going to thrive in that role, that's me. You're describing what I'm trying to accomplish, whether it's the type of practice, the technique, the role itself, dare I say, listening for, is this a caregiver position or is this a business builder position, right? That's why we've created this vernacular and the whole system of testing and identification that goes underneath it. This, this is not a thin subject matter. This is deep content, right? It's understanding like both sides of this equation, the owner needs to know, am I looking for a caregiver or am I looking for a business builder? The talent needs to know, am I a business builder or am I a caregiver? Like, am I hardwired to thrive or suck in this particular situation? Am, is that going to be a, a position, how I spend my time, energy, focus, and talent? Is this a place where if I get myself into this environment, in this model, in this job, in this role, doing this job description, am I naturally hardwired to be awesome at this? Is this work going to energize me? Is this aligned with who I am as a person and as a professional? Is this going to be yeah. my next? It doesn't necessarily need to be your ultimate, but is this going to be my next? Right. So it's a different lens through which to look at the opportunity to be able to say, I am hardwired to be awesome in that role. Otherwise, it's no deal. It's no, don't even interview. Right. So you have to be able to know yourself know what you're looking at when you look at a job description and say, yes, I am the key that will fit in that lock and unlock that door so I can step into a role that I am hardwired to be awesome at. And vice versa, the owner has to know exactly who they're looking for. In other words, what am I trying to accomplish? What do I want that associate doctor to be so that they know what their lock looks like and what's the right key to fit and unlock that win-win-win relationship? Yeah, I, I, you know, as you were talking and I was thinking about, again, this concept of getting a piece of paper emailed to me that's been formatted because I saw online what it's supposed to look like and I get this thing called a resume. How do I, as an associate doctor, approach it? And then how do I, as a CEO and an owner, approach that same thing? So when, they, when there is a collision of the, the eyes of both come to this place, that when that happens, as, an, as a CEO, when I know what success looks like, I'm crystal clear on where we're going you know, now, where we are, where we're going next in the next 12 months, where we're going ultimately next three to five years. What does that look like? Do you know the story? Can you tell the story? I'm also clear on what our values are as an organization and what we will and will not tolerate. What I expect as far as behaviors from myself and from our team, I'm clear on that. And I'm clear on the role. What, who is the one? Who is the person that's going to help me get there? Then I'm able to receive discern. a resume. What's that? And discern. And discern it. Yeah, I can receive a, a, a stack of resumes and I can walk through that. Dr. Steven, I think that, you know, I, I, I know this is a, is a challenge for, for, for many doctors to be able to discern. Um, if you were to say, what's the key, you know, to discerning that? Like, if we just looked at the resume, is there, is there one factor that stands out above, above them all when it comes to, you know, that, you know, if you're reviewing, a, let's say a series, if you have three resumes, you haven't even interviewed somebody yet. Is there something that stands out above on a resume that you would look for that would determine that? Yeah, here's, here's the challenge with this entire sort of idealistic presentation that we're, that we're talking about right now. And, I, and I'm a realist as much 
as the next guy, because, you know, like you, I've been hiring people for 25 years. So the reality is, is we're trying to up-level our profession. Okay. So I'm just going to call it out right now, guys. So what we need to do is we need to level up as professionals and be able to say, okay, as owners, it's your responsibility before you hire another professional, you need to know exactly who are you looking to hire based on what you're trying to accomplish. Let's just keep it simple and use our language, caregiver or business builder. Okay. And that's going to be based on what do you want them to do specifically to help you manifest your, uh, your desires. Are you trying to create yep. greater capacity? Are you trying to create time freedom? Are you trying to mitigate your exposure as the only provider? Are you looking for your successor for somebody to buy? That's just a list of four or five outcomes. Are you looking to increase the capacity, make more money? You want to attract more new patients? Do you want to focus on attraction and you're looking for a caregiver, right? So that whole discovery conversation to get really clear exactly who am I looking to or who am I looking for? And let's keep it simple. Am I looking for a caregiver or a business builder? And then finally that conversation around What's the exit strategy? You need to have all of that as an owner. Listen to me. It's your responsibility to get to the point we have clarity on that so that you'll be capable to market for that person. In other words, writing ads that will either compel somebody to, to apply and come and interview because it sounds like, man, I am hardwired to do that specific role beautifully or repel the majority of people who are wrong for that role. So compel or repel, that's the job of the ad. It's also the job of your discernment of a resume and your job in an interview. You are playing detective and you are looking to either compel the right person or repel the wrong person, right? So that's the owner's responsibility, okay? On the flip side of it, talent, the associate doctor who's applying, you have a responsibility as well. You've got to get to the point where you recognize, I know myself, I know what I'm looking for, and I know what, how to read an ad to know that's the job description where I'm hardwired to thrive, or that's going to be something that I'm going to just hate, right? So ultimately, you have to start with that level of awareness. And I'm going back to that because none of this, none of the rest of it matters if you don't start in that place, right? So then when you're presenting a resume, you want to present a resume that puts that forward, right? So if you were to say to yourself, this is who I am, right? So when you get into things like your professional summary, you get into your skills, you get into your work experience, your education, specialty training, et cetera, you're going to be selling yourself, but sell your authentic and genuine self. Yep. Consider yourself like picture a key the key that unlocks your house, right? So it's picture a key. It's got all these funky teeth to it, all these cuts and curves. Just imagine that this is your resume. And it's just like, I'm going to describe who I am and what I'm looking for, what I bring to the table, right? So from a place of humility, but at the same time, certainty to be able to say like, this is what I bring to the table. This is the education I've had. This is the training I've had. This is my interest. These are the experiences that I've had, the work experience that I've had. You know, so for example, Pete, my resume would probably not be so impressive when I was, you know, first applying for my associateship position because I was an intern first and then I was an associate. You know, there was some things on there that I knew I had on there that were impressive, you know, that were relevant. You know, I was I was very involved in the Gonstead Club. I was an officer in the Gonstead Club at school. I was looking to be hired by a Gonstead practitioner who would advance my clinical skills. I had been to so many Gonstead seminars. I had Gonstead certification. And of course, I listed all the other things. But if you look at my work history, it's like I uh, started a window washing company. I was like, oh, uh, really? <laughs> you know, what does that have anything to do with being a great chiropractor? Let me tell you what, 
everything, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> everything. I have an ebook that I wrote called everything I needed to know to be a successful chiropractor. I learned washing windows. Think about it. Marketing, taking care of customers, delivering excellence, managing a team, managing equipment, doing what you say you're going to do. Do it when you say you're going to do it. Charge what you say you're going to charge. Man, that was just a masterclass for me, right? That was an MBA in how to run a successful practice. That somebody who was savvy, who would see that, would interpret that into, oh my gosh, this person started a business, right? Hired crews of people, had multiple trucks, had hundreds of clients and ran a, a business that Pete, I'm very proud to say today, my brother bought the business and turned it into a multi-million dollar business that does a million dollars a month, right? So that's that somebody who reads that on a resume, if they were looking for a caregiver that's going to stay forever, guess what? Wrong guy. If you're looking yep. for a business builder and you want somebody to do a plant to purchase or a plant to partner or maybe buy you out, I was the right guy, right? So that's the idea of like, I was a bartender for six years, right? That's, guess what? Guess what that does for table talk, right? So try being a high volume bartender for six years. Man, I'm pretty good table side, right? So it's like, you know, fast hands, quick feet, right? And being able to talk to a bunch of people, you got to be able to look at a resume and be like, oh my gosh, I'm going to unpack this resume and be like, there's some gems of insight in there. So make sure when you are reading or writing your resume that you're putting yourself forward and what your experiences will do to help that owner realize their vision story. So good. All right. So that's part one uh, of this episode. So, and obviously you can tell we can keep going. Um, we're going deep. You know, the most important, you know, thing is, you know, don't screw this up, guys. Don't screw it up. It's, it don't force the function. Um, we want to have discernment. Like you said, there's got to be a level of awareness. That's a big takeaway for us. Uh, I think just right even here, there's got to be a higher level of awareness and really emphasis on getting this right. So part two here, uh, here, Dr. Steven, is then the interview. Okay, so you've got this list of, you know, um, resumes on your desk. You, you go through the resumes, you decide to call um, one of them because three of them came in. Only one of them really stands out as feeling like this one might be the key. It might be fitting in my lock. I'm looking for my, a caregiver to achieve my next step in the business That's right. goals. And, and this is the person I'm thinking. So, all right. So next step, actually, we go into the interview. So we're going to talk about preparing, right? We're going to talk about preparing for the interview. What does that look like? We talk about, you know, in the assess process, manifestation formula, it's, it's assess, then it's um, plan, then prepare, then execute, then assess. So if you think about this and you extrapolate that, apply it to this process of just bringing an associate, the assess is, okay, I've done my due diligence. I've studied. I know what I'm going to, what we're looking for. I've, I, I have an acute awareness of that. And I've, I've, put my ad out and it's clear and we've attracted a person and now I've assessed what they've done by looking at the resume. Now we're going into this. So we're going into the interview process, Dr. Stevens. So let's talk about steps to prepare really to crush an interview as a okay. CEO or COO. Cause some of the COOs might be part of this. Absolutely. And, uh, and then also, you know, for the associate doctor as well. Yeah. So let's continue this facilitation conversation. Let's just yeah. stay up over the top. I just picture this as an equation. One side of the equation is the owner. The other side of the equation is the talent. So both have to be prepared for a successful interview. Because remember, we're committed to one thing, win, 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 right? So we have that a level of alignment. We have a lot, we're aligned in our objective, right? So um, 
before I just go pouring down this list, Dr. Peters is just like, I'd be remiss if I didn't say a couple of things. Number one, if you need help with your resume, there's so many guides online, right? So I just wanted you to hear from us, you know, what are the, what's the spirit of preparing a resume so it, prepare, it, so it presents you and showcases you as to who you are? Are you a business builder? Are you a caregiver? What's the position you're looking for? What do you bring to the table, right? So there's lots of resume builders and guides online. Uh, and same thing with interviews, right? So we're going to go through, I found this list on Indeed, which I thought was very useful. Uh, this is just 10 things you need to do to succeed in your next interview. The, it's speaking to the, um, to, the, to, to the talent here in this conversation. So let's, you know, let's have that side of the conversation and owners, listen up, right? This Listen up what we're telling the talent to prepare and how to succeed in the interview so you know what you're looking at and looking for. You know, uh, and the last thing I'm going to do is, this, is a shameless promotion of Kyra Matchmakers because, frankly, I don't do this. Like, we don't do this. This is what I hire the professionals to do. Right? Kyra Matchmakers does this. You know, why pour through all those resumes, right? I don't want to kiss frogs, right? At, at the end of the day, you know, I want somebody to send two, three, four great candidates who are already a match, right? So that we know they've already been tested. We already know that they're right blood type. We already know that they've been interviewed. They've had all these elements in place, background checks, all these, like, I want to know that I've got strong candidates that I can actually take through this next level of uh, the, the hiring process, which is the true interview. So that being said, I'm a CEO, man. All I ever look for is leverage. If I can leverage somebody who's available and better at this than I am. If I can use my money to buy their time, energy, focus, and talent, man, I'm line me up, man. I, uh, I have a un insatiable appetite for leverage, right? So that's why I use Kyra Matchmakers. All right. This is, a, this is my Kyra Matchmakers commercial. All right. So 10 tips to succeed for your next interview. This is talent facing, right? So number one, research the company that you're going to interview for. Okay. This, all of these are no brainers, right? Like but at the same time, I can tell you how many people we interview over Kyra Matchmakers and they don't do this, right? So listen, if you want to have the advantage showing up and setting yourself up for a win-win-win opportunity, listen to this 10. Don't skip these steps, right? So research the company that you're interviewing for. Research the practice, right? Get on their website, read about them, read the content, get into their blog. If they have a podcast, listen to it, right? So look at their social media, Go through this is like, look at that, not just the ad, but like really unpack the website, social media pages, et cetera. Know exactly what's going on in that practice. Research and show up on the ready. If you feel like you're the right match, you're going to keep me keep saying that. If from what you see in your research, otherwise it's a lose, lose, lose. Don't do it, right? So number two is practice your answers to common interview questions. Come on. You've got to recognize that there's some obvious things that they're going to ask you. It's like, why are you interested in this position? Why this practice, not another? Why, what makes you different as a guy? What do you bring to the table? What makes you so special, right? So why you over another potential associate? Just, you want to research those. What, what do you, where do you see yourself in three years? Where do you see yourself in five years? What's your ideal day look like? What, you know, how do you like to practice a chiropractor? Talk to me about your ideal office visit. Talk to me about your chiropractic philosophy. Talk to me about your technique. How do you analyze? How do you adjust? Come on, guys. You know what these questions are. You just have to have those answers on the ready. Number three, study the job description. Note required skills, qualities, and experience. Sound familiar? Look at the job description. They're describing the lock. Are you the key? Dr. Pete, I can't overemphasize this, although I'm afraid that I might be. Yeah, no, I, I, I think, you know, this is such a practical conversation. I, what I, as we're walking through this, as we were preparing for today, I thought, you know, 
how many interviews have you done in the past that you, you were not prepared for? How many interviews have you been in just, you know, you're going with your gut, right? And, you know, we talk about one part gut, two parts data. This is about collecting data, right? You're using your gut, but you're collecting data. And so in my mind, if I'm interviewing, you know, I want to, I want, I'm hosting an experience. I'm the host, right? So you want to be a great host in this moment. You've got to know exactly what you want to, what you want, what success looks like for this experience of the interview. So for me, I actually want the candidate coming in to be prepared. So I would actually said to them, and Hey, these are the things that we're going to be covering. So be prepared. It's like, I, if I'm going to spend 30 minutes, an hour with you, I want this to be extremely productive. So even Dr. Steven, as you're walking through this, Hey guys, I know some of you pulled over, write these things down, use this in the interviews. You're going to be doing this for this quarter and the next six months and year, start using this process, start leveraging this, but let the candidate know, Hey, this is what I'm going to be. We're going to be covering. So be prepared for your yeah. inter- interview tomorrow. At, yeah. At set noon. them up for success. It's yeah, part set them of up this for relationship. Success. You know, yeah. it's the start of the win, win, win relationship. Yeah. That's good stuff, man. All right. So answer questions using the star method, right? The star method is something that's a traditional structure, a framework to keep you from babbling, right? And get to the point, right? So it's star method is uh, it's uh, um, situation, task, action, result, right? So situation. So tell me about a time when, you know, that's, that's what they're going to ask you. Tell me about a time when you were facing this challenge. Uh, this obstacle? Was it a gap? Was it a barrier? You know, whatever. So what was the task that you were given? In other words, what you were looking to fix something or achieve something, right? So what was the action that you took and what were the results that you got, right? So that STAR method is something that you should have in your mind is to, to be able to answer that question, right? So um, Dr. Pete, that's a, that's a big skill set and that's something that you should practice. So yep. recruit a friend and ask them to role play with you. That's number five, like practice these things. Like Come up with like 10 questions. You'd be like, I, I, I bet I'm going to get asked these. Will you role play with me? So one thing I know about, you know, associates or graduating students, whatever, this is like you birds of a feather flock together. You have other friends who are in the same place, right? Role play with each other. If you know other doctors who own practices, who hire people, role play with them. They'd be happy to help you. Most of these doctors are very, very generous with working with doctors so that we, you know, we all want to see that win, win, win in chiropractic. Be prepared with examples of your work, right? Like, so help me understand what you've done. Tell me what, you know, and you want to present that in a way it's like, have a frame of mind of like, what did this ad say? What was the job description? From that job description, I'm guessing that this doctor is looking to increase capacity, looking to grow the business, grow the practice, plant practices, maybe, this, this doctor is looking for a wingman, right hand, somebody who's going to stay long term. This doctor is looking for a successor. This doctor is looking for somebody to work in the marketing side of the business. This, this doctor is looking for a doctor. They need somebody, another set of hands, a great head, heart, hands and feet to jump into this practice and increase it. Just know you got to present your experience in a way that showcases that you are the right person that's going to meet the needs of this business, of this practice, right? And then plan your interview attire the night before. Doesn't that go without saying, Pete? It's like, I was raised, my dad raised us, look sharp, be sharp. Look sharp, be sharp, right? And we all know the laws of primacy and recency. First impressions are lasting. So show up, you have to show up authentically yourself, but look sharp, man. Make sure that you're not looking like a slob. That first impression, man, I, I can tell you what, um, it's, it's tough to overcome a bad first impression. Yeah. I mean, historically, I, I, 
you know, we'll read the room or if I was doing a group interview or if I'm doing an individual interview, that's the first thing I'm looking at. It's the nonverbals. It's the attire. It's the posture. It's the tone. Um, it's that physical element. You know, I pick up on that. Why? Because we are, if you're talking about chiropractic practice, we're in a brick and mortar space where you are representing yourself in front of public, the public. Yep. And every day you're expected to show up. We're starting at whatever day, be ready for huddle. You ready? You, you know, we all know, you know, chiropractic, it'll, it'll challenge you. It'll physically challenge you standing at that front desk for eight hours a day. You know, um, you know, all of just the, the elements of, you know, working with humanity again, depending on, but as a doctor, you know, adjusting for hours and hours a day, your physical capacity, energy, all the things that go into caregiving, business building, whatever, 100%. It's all about, again, how you show up. So physically showing up, prepared, resting, rested the night before, get to bed early, get up early, get a great work and do whatever you know you need to do to be ready. That all has to do with being sharp. In my opinion, it's looking sharp is one. Be sharp is another. Know what it takes to be that because that's exactly what it should be. That's respectful, actually. And I love that we talked about be respect, show respect for yourself and show respect for the person on the other side of that interview saying, hey, I, I'm in, I understand the nature of a relationship and it's all about honor and respect. It's yep. huge. Um, uh, we got a couple more, Dr. Steven, then we're going to wrap this one for today. Yeah, I know we'll we wrap it strong. Yeah, As yeah. we were saying this, I was just thinking back to like, I had a, I had a guy who was just awesome. He's an awesome guy, Brad And, you know, I, you know, there's different cultures. There really is, Dr. Pete. There's like, and I'm accepting of all of them. I love the diversity in chiropractic. It's just so phenomenal. You could go to a hundred practices. I've been to a thousand and you see they're all different, right? So every culture is different. And you're going to pick up on that culture. When you look at the website, when you look on the social, you want to be appropriate for that and be like, am I going to fit into this culture? Am I going to add to it? I mean, honestly, Pete, we wore Hawaiian shirts, uh, for 10 years in our practice, it's like, I'm a surfer. That's, you know, kind of hokey and corny and whatever, but you know what? Um, it's unique when you live in New Hampshire and practice in Boston, that there's surfboards on the wall and everybody's in Hawaiian shirts. <laughs> We're playing surfing music in the office. I, I, you know, give people someone to something to talk about. It's like, Oh, that's that crazy France and chiropractor who surfs through the winter in the snow. It's like, that was a great talk track. Right. And it was just part of our culture. So know the culture of the practice that you're showing up in. And I can just remember, you know, I used to tell my, my associates, I was like, listen, don't do anything that's distracting to a new patient. That's just a good rule of thumb, right? Like, you know, when you, you know, some people would have like these crazy, like chin beards going or the vibrant button, you know, remember the vibrant five finger toe, uh, you know, uh, five toe shoes or whatever they call them. <laughs> you know, and I'd be sitting there be looking at it. It's like, this is so distracting. It's like, they're already judging you as a chiropractor. Don't show up and just be like, man, you already, yep. This is what I expect that these people are like burning incense and rubbing chicken bones together. And you know what? That might be perfect for the environment that you're looking for, but just be mindful yeah. of that. Like represent right. yourself. You don't have to show up in a three-piece suit. Don't probably don't do that. Just show up sharp, right? right? Looking, looking sharp and professional. Last two, prepare smart questions for your interviews. Man, this might be the most important one. Uh, and you know what? I'm going to spend more time on that because it's then after that, it's like bring resumes, uh, copy of your resume, and then make sure that you tie your answers to skills and accomplishments. I want to go back to that preparing questions because I think that that's the most important one out of the 10 here. All right. So, yeah. you know, recognize that it, to build a, a world-class team, we teach at the remarkable practice that it's about getting the right person in the right seat, doing the right work the right way, right? So right person, right role, right work, right way. The right person is an A player who shares your core values and buys into your vision story. So owners, you got to know 
what an A player is and there's everyone else and just make a commitment to it's A players only, right? And you know how an A player is going to show up at an interview. Shares your core values, right? So as, a, as an owner, you need to know what the core values are of your business. We hire by them, we fire by them, right? It's like, this is what you can expect from me. This is what I'd be expected from you. And vision story for your business, which is what does success look like? Where are we going ultimately? Where are we going next? Yep. If you're interviewing for that position, those are the questions you should be asking. If I, if I want to get a job with Dr. Pete, I'm going to ask him. So Dr. Pete, tell me, you know, I know, you know, I'd like to know what are the core values of this business? Don't be afraid to ask that. Help me understand because I know that you're going to expect those things from me. I want to make sure that there's a cultural match here. What are the core values of this business? Dr. Pete, tell me, what's the vision story of this practice? Where's this going ultimately? And where are we going next? What's this, what does success look like to you in this next year? And what role would you expect me to play in that? That's a great question, right? It's like, how about where's this relationship going? Like, what's the exit story, right? So what's your exit strategy? What's, what's the exit plan for me? Like, how does this relationship end? Those are great, mature, professional questions. Don't be afraid to have awkward conversations, right? Be terrified not to, right? So you want to start this relationship off with clarity and great expectations and agreements. So that's the right person in the right role. Make sure that you're fully fluent in the role. What do you expect me to do? What's my job description? Make sure it's super clear. And are you hardwired to be awesome in that role? Or is it going to be awful for you for the owner, for the team, and for chiropractic, right? So are you hardwired to be awesome in that role? And that's based on the expectations and agreements specifically outlined in the job description, right? And then doing the right work the right way. It's like, you know, exactly what do you want me to do? And are you going to train and equip me? So tell me about the training culture. Tell me about the training. How are you going to develop me? Dr. Pete, we could go all day on this, but I promise we won't. Uh, man, this is an incredibly important conversation. I uh, hope that it was so insightful, everybody. It's, 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 it's just so critical that we get these relationships right. We have to have that commitment. Get the right person in the right role, doing the right work the right way. The key and the lock analogy. If you're listening to this as a talent, make sure that you're using that resume, the interview, right? All your discernment to make sure that you are the right key that matches that lock and unlocks that door and opens up the room that you want to step into and spend the next iteration of your career. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. Remember, what the world needs now is chiropractic. And what chiropractic needs now is more successful chiropractors. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, share with a friend, and leave us a review. And if you'd like to connect with us personally, direct message us on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram. Now go and be remarkable.